Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. So if you listened to our show last week, we were discussing forest pests. And during that show, I had mentioned that the eastern hemlock was the Pennsylvania state tree. That kind of spurred a conversation after the show about other Pennsylvania symbols and what they actually were. So at that point, we decided to spend the first show of each month for the next several months covering PA's natural state symbols. So this month, we're actually covering lightning bugs, or as some people refer to them, fireflies. So with that, I'll ask you, what do you call them? I think I kind of use them both interchangeably, I guess. Um, I don't really favor one or the other. What about you? Um, I think that since we've talked about it, uh, I feel like I call them fireflies more often. But at one time, I used to call them lightning bugs. So maybe the same can be said for me, interchangeable. But I did see not too long ago a map of the United States. It's kind of broken down into regions and what they actually called them. And I think there's a pretty much a 50-50 split across the United States, uh, whether they call them fireflies or lightning bugs. So it doesn't really matter. We know what you're talking about when you say it. So back in 1974, the General Assembly selected the firefly as the state insect. And in 1988, another law was passed to specify a particular species, Potteris pensylvanica de Geer. So this all started when elementary students in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, saw an article about Maryland adopting a state insect, and the students thought that Pennsylvania should have one too. So they turned their selections of an insect over to the PA General Assembly, and on April 10th, 1974, the firefly was officially adopted as the PA state insect. Alright, so let's jump into a few facts about fireflies or lightning bugs. They're commonly called the lightning bug in Pennsylvania, I guess going off of that map that Don had mentioned. I think that's the more common name for them here, but either way, lightning bug, firefly. Yeah, and as we well know, they produce light through an efficient chemical reaction using special organs. Uh, the light comes from an enzyme called luciferous, and it produces virtually no heat. For a period after luciferous was discovered, the only source was fireflies, and collectors actually gathered the insects to obtain the chemical. And eventually scientists found methods to create a synthetic form, but the naturally occurring form is still collected for use in food safety testing and even forensics. So the ability for living organisms to produce light is actually called bioluminescence. They use the specific flash patterns to attract members of the opposite sex. These signals can range from a continuous glow to discrete signal flashes to what we call flash trains, which are composed of several multi-pulsed flashes. Yeah, and firefly lights are the most efficient lights in the world, they say. Actually, 100% of the energy is actually emitted as light. So if we only had light bulbs that were that efficient. But um, why don't we get into predation? Okay, so uh, a firefly actually sheds drops of blood when attacked by the predator. 
and something known as reflex bleeding. So the blood carries bitter tasting and even toxic chemicals that will cause most would-be predators to gag and throw up and eventually release the firefly. And uh, you might be wondering who eats these fireflies or lightning bugs. And amphibians are probably one of the bigger predators, specifically toads and frogs. And frogs have been discovered as having lights inside their bodies, only for people to re later realize that the lights were courtesy of many of their delicious firefly dinners. And um, while we're on the topic, turns out that fireflies actually consume other fireflies. And one example of this involves with the common eastern firefly, Photinus paralis, and the females of this species regularly make dinner out of the males, all under the initial guise of mating. So let's talk a little bit about their life cycle and emergence. Sightings of fireflies in Pennsylvania typically begin as early as late May, and they reach a peak in mid-June through July, and it continues on through August. So the firefly spends most of its life in the soil, from egg through predatory worm-like larvae through the cocooned pupa. Only the adult stage lives above ground, and only for a few weeks. They typically tend to wait for warmer, humid nights to begin their show, and they also emerge in larger numbers after a spring with above-average rainfall. I can agree with that. I think in the past couple of weeks, I really noticed lightning bug population skyrocketing. Yeah, I think I saw my first one of the year probably two weeks ago. I was actually driving back up here. We had, we had a campfire probably about two weeks ago, and same thing. I mean, they just... I, I had seen a couple before that, but they were definitely the population had gone up dramatically uh, in the last two weeks so awesome um unfortunately though there is some talk of population decline um a number of years ago there's definitely more uh fireflies are actually killed by pesticides and herbicides which the use of those has definitely gone up uh dramatically in the last couple of decades especially lawn and agricultural chemicals as well as developed surfaces uh, they seem to have led to a widespread long-term decline in firefly population uh, also there's growing evidence that suggests that light pollution may contribute to the decline of firefly populations across the globe uh, not just the united states uh, scientists in maryland are focused specifically on the effects of light pollution and the effects on fireflies. So scientists in Maryland focus specifically on the effects of light pollution on fireflies in the presence of artificial light found that there's a 50% decrease in firefly flashes per minute. So that's crazy. Um, and we're going to get to uh, something that's going to hopefully help them in the future. Yeah, so there's a lot of things you can do to help them. Um, little things as simple as avoiding pesticides and lawn chemicals in your yard. Or, you know, turning off the outside lights at night so that they can flash. And actually, the largest nature conservation nonprofit in Massachusetts, um, Mass Audubon, has teamed up with researchers from Tufts University and Fitchburg State University to track the fate of these insects. 
With your help, Mass Autobahn will monitor population numbers of fireflies and determine what might be affecting their numbers. Participating in this project is also a great way to learn about these amazing creatures. So Mass Autobahn has actually set up a Starter. If you're not familiar with um, citizen scientists, uh, you can be one simply just by observation and then you make a note, usually online. It's pretty easy these days. So they set up this network. You can register for the network and you become a volunteer just in your backyard. Uh, and you count fireflies in your backyard for 10 to 15 minutes. You give that count to them, register it online. You can track your progress online. You can interact with other fellow citizen scientists and see how many they're recording in their backyard. And essentially it helps the scientists track firefly populations across North America. And with that information, hopefully they'll see some trends of you know, either downward population, uh, skyrocketing population, or even maintaining the same population they're new. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it's helping science and you're also able to notice what's in your backyard. We'll provide that link on our website. It's scistarter.org slash fireflywatch. And look for that on the Conservation Corner website. Um, events. We've got some. We have a couple coming up at Salt Springs State Park. The first one is Saturday, July 11th. And it's archery for beginners. It's from 10 a.m. to noon. And all ages are welcome. They provide the equipment. And the class is taught by a national archery in the school's certified instructor. So it's $5 a person and $15 for a family. And on Sunday, July 12th, there's a Wild for Wildflowers hike at 1 p.m. It's a 1.5 mile hike and they ask that you wear waterproof boots because you will be crossing the stream twice. It's $5 a person and free for members. Cool. Great way to get out and enjoy nature. Alright, well I guess it that does it for today's show. If you have any questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you happen to miss a portion of today's show or past shows, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and you can ask questions or make comments about the show. And don't forget, you can even suggest ideas for future shows. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors.